It's our pleasure to bring on Nick Oxner. He's WBTV there in Charlotte, North Carolina. So he's their chief investigative reporter. Nick, thanks for coming on. Wanted to get an update on the Andrew Brown Jr. Uh, case you've been following. What are the new developments and what's the significance of those developments? Yeah, the most uh, latest development is that the family of Andrew Brown Jr. has been able to see about an almost 20-minute clip of uh, video from body cam incident that led up to his shooting. This is significant because previously they'd been allowed to see about 20 seconds of that video. Um, they were allowed to see it earlier this week after a judge entered an order allowing them to. It remains significant, though, that the public has still not been able to see any of this video because a judge denied that request, and the judge has delayed issuing a written order in that case, which is further uh, hampering, actually, our ability to file an appeal in that case. Yeah, from what it seems like, a handful of media outlets, maybe even all of them in that Charlotte area, have asked for this video to be released so they can see it as well. Yeah, WBTV is one of more than two dozen media outlets across the state of North Carolina that filed a petition with a judge asking to see this video. Of course, we have to do that because in North Carolina, all police video is totally secret uh, unless a judge orders it released. So WBTV and dozens of other media, local, state, national media, asked a judge to release that video. The judge incorrectly ruled that the media didn't have the ability to come to court and make that request. That's just flat wrong. Uh, we do. Uh, and, and said even if he thought we did have the ability to make that request, he would have still denied it. Now, that's fine. It's under the law, really, frankly, a coin toss as to whether a judge has to release it or not. What the real problem is now is that this ruling was more than two weeks ago. And two Fridays ago, the judge said he was going to issue his order by two Fridays ago. Well, here we are weeks later, and he still hasn't issued mm -hmm. the order. And what has happened now, because he's dragging his feet, these uh, process, it's very time sensitive, it's supposed to happen quickly. We've not been able to appeal his wrong ruling to the Court of Appeals because he hasn't issued that order. I see. So you have these two issues going on. You have this back and forth between the public, the media, and the judge, but then maybe even the bigger development, as you mentioned, is the family and the attorney of Andrew Brown Jr. got a chance to see this 20-minute video, and it seems like the police and the family slash the attorney have a different interpretation or a different perspective on what they saw. Yeah, this is significant because in court, the district attorney who's been tasked with leading the investigation into what happened leading up to Andrew Brown Jr.'s killing, uh, stood up in open court and gave a recitation of what he says mm. uh, the video shows. Of course, he gave that recitation seconds after asking for an attorney for the Brown family to be censured or disciplined by the court for, for giving their version of what they'd seen uh, on video. Uh, so according to the district attorney, he said that Brown um, made contact with his vehicle and one of the sheriff's deputies that was there to execute that warrant. Um, the family says they didn't see that. That didn't happen. They said that that Andrew Brown Jr. was posing no imminent threat to law enforcement at the time he was shot. And so now we have these dueling narratives, of course, uh, dueling narratives in public is exactly the reason why we have body cam video to avoid this. And yet the public still can't see it. I think it's been um, kind of surprising. Yes, we have seen protests We've seen people go out in the streets in March, but for all of the back and forth and the inability to see what actually happened, it appears that the protests have been relatively peaceful so far. Yeah, I mean, I think that you got to owe that a lot to the organizers, of the protests in Elizabeth City. The other thing I'll say is, frankly, um, Elizabeth City's far away from everything. Um, okay. <laughs> and so it makes sense. Yeah, you got to really want to be there to get there. And so, again, uh, that means the people who are there are taking this seriously and, you know, they're there to get their message out, not necessarily there to incite a riot.
Sure. Now what happens next? So we're at this kind of impasse between the interpretations of the video and the video still hasn't been released to the broader public. What does happen next in this case, do you think? Yeah, there are a number of things that can happen. Um, the first being whether or not the district attorney, again, who's given one of the two competing narratives of what happened, whether or not he'll be uh, continuing on in the case. Uh, Governor Roy Cooper and Attorney General Josh Stein here in North Carolina have called on um, a special prosecutor to be appointed. There is no functional law that that does. There's no way to actually make that happen in North Carolina. Uh, the only way that would happen would be for a district attorney to step aside or recuse himself. There's been some questions uh, this week and in recent days about the relationship between the district attorney and some of the deputies involved in this situation. I see. Um, so we'll see if that happens. And then other than that, it's wait for the judge to enter his order officially denying the public the ability to see that video and appealing that. I see. Is there a chance, and it sounds like with the DA being kind of close to the local deputies, it might be a challenge at this point until we see more of the video to the public. Uh, is there a chance that any of these officers are charged in the near future or is that down the line? It is certainly a possibility, and that's actually a possibility that the district attorney raised himself in court sure. that, you know, if his investigation finds that that's warranted, uh, that he would do that, or he could say, I don't believe charges are warranted. Um, again, you have some of these questions, though, because he's ultimately under the law in North Carolina, the charging authority. He could step back and recuse himself and ask for a special prosecutor to be appointed or someone from the attorney general's office. They have a small criminal division uh, could come in and take this case over. Uh, the district attorney himself has indicated that's probably not going to happen, um, but that doesn't mean there haven't been calls for that and questions about that. So as it stands, he's the ultimate uh, decision maker on whether or not charges would be filed in this case. Nick, my last question, what is the broader implications of this particular case to the rest of the country? It seems like uh, these high profile police involved incidences, they tend to have maybe like one extra element to them that maybe another situation didn't. Is there anything like that here with what happened? Well, I think you have just the totality of the facts, right? You've got an unarmed black man shot and killed by police, shot in the back of his head, and you've got police refusing and the justice system writ large refusing to release the body camera video here. Yeah. And I think what this case is unique because North Carolina's terrible body camera police video laws that we've had for about five years is coming into the spotlight. It is worth noting that just this week, the North Carolina State Senate uh, unanimously passed a bipartisan measure that would require families of people killed by police to be able to see police video. But I think it's again putting a spotlight on how important police video is. We know that was an important um, factor in uh, the Derek Chauvin murder sure. trial right in Minneapolis. Um, and here in North Carolina, we can't see what's happened. We don't have that transparency. And so I think that's one of the things that makes this situation here in Elizabeth City notable.